Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 31 of the Pictures Out There podcast series with Lee Stewart and Dave Fogelman. Imagining pictures of the future now can help us resolve any issues from our past and our present. Let's explore. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Well, thank you, Candy, for that kind introduction. This is Dave. And this is Lee. And welcome to the Pictures Out There podcast series, episode 31 of season two. In a recent podcast, we had a really fun chat about a variety of topics as a way to model having more future-oriented conversations, just day-to-day conversations, Mm -hmm. with one another going forward, regularly, informally, and casually talking about the future of our world. It should be an easy, exciting, joyful, and fun thing, because it's our future to create. It's our future to create. That's this week's topic. Ah. So today... We'll take things down to a more personal level, and toward that end, we'll talk about how we, with everyday energy and excitement, imagine our future, how we use our pictures to help us resolve any issues in our past that may still be hanging around, how we understand the power of our pictures to help us address issues in our present, no matter what is going on in our lives today. Mm, Okay, so let's get started. We sometimes have unresolved issues or moments from our past that we try to tuck away out of sight without a full internal and external resolution, don't we? I mean, I, I do. Just push those feelings deep down inside. <laughs> shove them down, <laughs> shove them down, you know, and then they come back up and then we have to do something with them, right? And then we try to push them back down. This was that whack-a-mole-y. Uh, Or we often have issues from our past that we are still in the process of addressing and resolving here in the present, okay? We may believe that we can't imagine and work toward our truest dreams, our future, our pictures, until we have resolved those issues from the past Mm -hmm. or issues that we're dealing with here in the present. Well, we, Lee and I, though, believe that going ahead and imagining our pictures of the future now can actually help us identify and provide energy to resolve any issues from the past that may be holding us back. It also can provide energy to resolve any of our present issues, and then obviously provides energy to move us toward our desired future. I don't know if you were able to Mm. pick that up, but those were three bullets. Yeah. And so we're going to think of that as a simultaneous triple track. I don't know if we ought to copyright that. That phrase track, there, triple track. Circle C, 2023. <laughs> there we go. So where we imagine the pictures for our future, and with that insight and energy about our desired future, we actually can better address any unresolved issues from our past and better address the issues that we have in our present. Hmm. Creating these three tracks and then acting on them simultaneously is amazingly powerful. Our dreams for the future brought to visual life with our pictures then helps us work through the rocks we're hauling around from our past because we much more clearly see them as impediments to working on our picture, and it gives us insights and energy to work through our issues in the present for the same reasons. Okay, great. The triple track. Triple track. Now, let's fully acknowledge that we can each have some huge problems and issues and roadblocks that we may have from our past or in our present life. Yep. These problems might be 
poverty or hunger or homelessness or perhaps an addiction. Mm-hmm. There may be physical issues. There may be professional or vocational issues, issues at work, on our job. They may be relationship issues from our past mm. or in our present lives, right? Romantic issues, issues with friends, with family members, perhaps identity issues. Mm-hmm. They may be mistakes we've made in our past or hardships we have encountered. Those might seem unsolvable or insurmountable. So we're really wanting to call out the significance and how big some of these past and present problems can be. It's very real. But we all need to have ultimately some truth and resolution about our past, right? So what are those rocks or even boulders from our past that we're each hauling around on our backs today? That's a good question to ask. It's harder to focus on the present, much less the future, when that weight of the past holds us down and reminds us of things we've done that may still haunt us. Mm -hmm. For relationship issues from our past, we have said before we think penance and forgiveness are two major ways that we unload the rocks that we may be carrying around on our back today. Yeah, and for some really big issues like poverty or hunger, homelessness, addiction, physical issues, issues at work, there are actions for us to take or help we need to seek, perhaps, to begin a resolution to those problems. Mm -hmm. A picture of our desired future can help us identify those actions or guide us to the help we need. Additionally, it's hard for a lot of us to accept that the future will be largely unrecognizable from the present in many ways. Ah. Or that thought may deter us from believing we can impact the future, our own future. Mm -hmm. Even though change is inevitable and is sure to feel big to most of us, the future still is ours to create. And no matter what has happened in our past, no matter what is happening in our present, we have enormous power in our own lives and future through creating our pictures and through living out our ideals and doing that now. No reason to wait. So where do we get this belief and this optimism about the power of our pictures and ideals to begin moving us toward the future of our dreams, even with the trials and tribulations of our past and our present? Well, we get it from our own experiences, but mainly we get it from the experiences and stories of others. Yeah, absolutely. Lee, I would say just in my own life, And I certainly want to underscore here living under the unwanted and unsought protective umbrella of white privilege Mm -hmm. and male privilege Mm -hmm. and the privilege from a family that was middle class economically in a relatively higher income country, acknowledging all of those things. I've had issues in my past that for me were a real challenge to address and overcome. Just some of those included living below the poverty line for a period of time a psychological addiction that I had for a period of time, being ostracized with virtually no friends in my life for a period of time, long-term estrangements with family members, and heartbreak multiple times. Mm -hmm. You know, those things have happened to me, and those things plus other things happen to a lot of us. The dreams and pictures that I had of what my future life could be and what I dreamed it could be were a huge motivation for me to take steps forward, acknowledging at the same time that those pictures I had, those weren't 
things that were going to happen with a snap of the fingers. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to be once, oh, I have this picture. I'm going to go do one thing and magically they're there. Right. It was it was a roadmap to something that was off in the distance. Yes. But it gave me a way to start and start taking steps. Yes. And I certainly still have issues in my present life that I still regularly work on. And no doubt there's going to be new issues that will emerge. I have a feeling that's true of all of us. Doesn't that kind of happen? So, so that hasn't stopped and I'm sure it never will. And the dreams and pictures of what my future life could be, and I still have those and what I dream it could be remain a huge motivation for me to take steps and act on those issues all toward my pictures. Now let's keep it real. While I was addressing each of those past problems that I enumerated, in some degree was white male privilege and undesired aid in resolving those issues? Certainly. Sure. No question. Even with that unwanted and undesirable aid, it still remains true that my own pictures were central to my own actions toward a resolution of those past issues. Mm -hmm. So along with my actively seeking penance for mistakes I've made or my actively seeking and providing forgiveness... The experiences and stories of so many other people who have used pictures to imagine, act, and move toward a future of their dreams is the bigger confirmation of the power of pictures for all of us, in spite of, I will underscore, enormous challenges that these people faced. So you think of Malala Yousafzai, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King Jr. We've talked about the pictures that those folks have presented, and we all publicly understand the challenges of their lives. Everyday people in our own lives, though, maybe it's our parents, mentors we've had, role models who've shared their challenges and the things they've had to overcome and their views of the future. People who have their own stories of having a dream for the future that inspired them to believe and act in spite of challenges in their past and present life. And voila, change began to happen, and they created their piece of the future. And they created that piece of the future, as you stated, overcoming just what seems to most of us just enormous challenges. Yeah. So people who have been perhaps homeless or poverty-stricken or the objects of violence, the objects of prejudice, people who've been brokenhearted, ostracized, people with every imaginable type of pain and hurt in their past. The stories of people in these circumstances who use their own dreams and pictures as motivation to have hope and to take action toward those dreams, these stories are everywhere, and they are the primary reason we believe in the power of pictures and ideals. Dave and I can only do our best to imagine how hard, how difficult the situations of other people can be if we haven't had those experiences ourselves. We know we can't 100% understand the experiences that others may have had or may be dealing with today. But with any of those situations, or with any of the rocks that any of us are carrying around today, we will suggest again, we're going to beat the drum, a vivid picture of dreams for our lives can help us identify any past or present issues that we have that are unresolved. They can give us hope that they can be resolved or taken to a new place, and then they can give us energy to take the first step and then the next step toward our truest and best dreams. Over time, a picture can serve us and help as those rocks get unloaded from our back one by one. Well, I really like the metaphor of rocks all carry around on our back. And I like to further visualize, suppose I've got a backpack on or some kind of a knapsack filled with rocks. Those may represent problems that I've had in my past or present life, right? But as I 
create a very, very vivid picture of my dreams for my future, and I begin to go toward those dreams, I like to think about taking a rock out at a time. Ah, now my burden's a little bit lighter. Oh, my picture just became more vivid. I can remove another rock. I've taken two or three action steps toward the realization of my picture. I can remove another rock, and so on. Don't we rationalize, Lee, keeping rocks in our backpack where we can't? Well, I can carry it. Right. I can carry this burden. I can carry And some of those rocks, as we've just talked about, aren't ones that we've created or that we can necessarily just get rid of. Right. You know, so understanding that. Yes. But we also will lots of times rationalize, you know, why I can't move forward because I'm carrying this and that's kind of enough. It's kind of enough just to be carrying the load from the past or present. Yes. And then we lose the opportunity to create our own future. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when we do ultimately accept how different the future will be, our reactions might be pure frozen fear. Ah. Ah. (laughs) Or our reactions might be acceptance of how dramatic the future changes will be but intimidated enough by it that we don't act. Yeah. Or we might have a reaction that's a sense of powerlessness to impact or amend what now seems to be an inevitable and unknowable future. But the power we have to shape and create the future through constantly living our best ideals is sitting right there in front of us. Mm. And for the future of the world, well, it's really simple. If we together can avoid distractions, avoid pessimism, even amid big challenges we are each experiencing in our present lives. And if we each vigorously just go do our own part. Just our part. Just ours. That will be more than enough for the world. Yeah, we each need to just run, as we've described before, our leg of the human relay race as best we can and do it with joy and optimism and hope. But a failure, if we individually don't truthfully resolve our past issues, can hold us back from living with our best future in mind. And a failure to deal directly and honestly with the reality of our present can hold us back from living with our best future in mind. Yes. Well, sometimes our excuse for not completely embracing and living toward the future of our dreams is the sentiment of, eh, why bother? What difference will it make? It's not worth all the effort. The world is always going to be filled with problems. People are just no damn good, (laughs) whatever, whatever the excuse may be, and so on. So really, let's ask that question. Really? Let's explore that a bit. Has the world gotten better over time or not? Lee, you're an avid historian. I mean, every time that I access history, whether it's history of the country I live in, whether it's history of the state I live in, whether it's history of the world— I kind of go, oh, my God, you know, we have huge problems now. We we treat each other horribly sometimes mm-hmm. you know, or just don't care or have apathy. But back then, <laughs> ah, <laughs> and and we, you know, at the same time that it does seem to me, my answer to the question is, yes, the world has absolutely gotten better. We do have the issue of, yeah, and there's also more capability to do harm. Yeah, that's right. So those two are kind of in a race with each other. They are. It seems like. There's a tension there between how, how do we best balance those two dynamics. Yeah. 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 So as Dave said, you can tell that our perspective is yes, the world and people have gotten better over time. And we think that's true for a variety of reasons. And I think part of that is because we know each other better. Mm-hmm. You know, so things like prejudice uh, have a d- more difficult time having a life 
if you don't know the other person, yes. if you don't know the other group. Right. Well, the world's gotten smaller. It absolutely has. We absolutely get more and more access to all Information, sorts of people. Information. Yeah, yeah. Impressions of people who are different than us. Yes. And then we go, oh, they're not so different. Or we have these things in common. That's beautiful. And these other parts that are different from me, now that I've gotten exposure to them, they're pretty cool. Yeah. And if we could go back 100 years ago in a time capsule... If you were growing up in Australia, you might never know a thing about someone who grew up on the continent of South America. Right. There right. was no access to information. Right. There was no exposure to other cultures. You could live an entire life just in your sphere. Or you could grow up in a small town in the United States yes. back then yeah. and not get exposure right. to most of the country. Yep. Yep. Have people gotten better over time or not? Well, I, th I think their behavior's gotten better generally yeah and, and yeah. there are days when you go really i don't think so <laughs> and that's that's true that's yeah. true uh we're not trying to paint a picture that we've somehow arrived at a place of perfection yeah by no means yeah i don't know if the human heart has changed that much but the experiences that we have in life shape that heart yeah you know over time and yes. i think those experiences have made people overall generally better i guess you would say right in quotes yep so uh, also significantly, though, the world has gotten better over time because occasionally there has been someone or some group who has reminded us that we can live our ideals, our best ideals. It's kind of like we're bopping along and then somebody comes out of the fog and mm -hmm. says, wait, we wait. can lift our game. Yes, we can be better. We can do more loving one another in our world, helping one another, reminding us that each one of us are valuable, reminding us that we should and can care about everyone. These people or groups have created pictures of a better world. They've taken action toward those pictures. They've empowered others, shared their power, recognized that each of us have gifts and talents to share with the world. So if that's the case, why shouldn't we all try to live our lives based on pictures, ideals, and sharing power? And why wouldn't we teach our children and others to do the same? All of us. Doing that consistently, and I would say purposely, mm -hmm. would make all of us more focused on the future. So in order to be more future focused, we have to do the following. We have to learn from the past, but not be bound to the past. We need to leave it behind. Mm -hmm. We have to decide what we want the future to be, then act in the present, act today, to take steps toward that desired future. And when we do something today toward our pictured future, we create momentum for our desired future. I used to work with a guy who loved the word momentum, <laughs> and he made me love it. You know, because it's a great thing to just at any moment kind of go, do we have momentum? Yeah, it's a good question to ask. And it's a way, it's a point in time to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have momentum. Yeah. And if, if the answer is no, we don't have momentum, it's yeah. like, well, we got to go do something. Yeah, why are we stuck? Why are we stagnant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a great test for this is whether right now at this moment we think we have momentum toward our desired future for ourselves and for the world. And if the answer is no, then we do need to start toward those desired pictures, take that first step than another. Momentum is unbelievably powerful. Momentum is one of the basic forces in our universe, right? In our world. If we find ourselves embroiled in a debate about the past, uh, who did what, what actually happened, that's not the way I remember it. Aren't those great? Yeah. Yeah. Let's relitigate the past. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Wonderful conversations that we all love. We have to find a way to still resolve the past sufficiently to unload our rocks out of that backpack. Endlessly debating about what the past really was 
Beyond the point of new learnings or insights, that's fruitless. It's time wasted. Yeah. It's also a distraction from taking action toward a future picture. Endless debate about the past really accomplishes nothing, and it is a distraction to action. Now, I'd like to insert here, neither Dave nor I is advocating that we cannot learn from the past. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should reflect on the past and extract those learnings from whatever occurred as best as we can. But then when we feel like we've maximized those learnings, that's when we leave it behind. And the person who's talking is an avid history buff. Yeah. Loves history. Yeah. So, yes, all about learning from the past, but then you got to move on. That's the point of learning about it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Has to translate into some future action or belief. You can pick up that rock from the past and turn it in your hands (laughs) and, and examine it carefully, but at some point you have to put it down. Yeah. So here's another thought or mortality gets in the way of us being more focused on the future of our world. Now think about that. We should really think of ourselves as immortal. If we do, that will increase our focus on the world's future. Yeah, we're a little more involved at that point, right? There is this increasingly distinct possibility that our descendants and those of you listening to this in the future will be able to continue your life existence for as long as you like, or at least for a much longer period of time than the typical life expectancy we experience these days here in the present. This is going to happen through medical advances, the reversal of aging that's going to be increasingly possible, and other advances that are affecting mortality via advanced intelligence, artificial intelligence, and technology. You know, so given that trend, you know, are there implications for how we treat each other, care for each other, protect each other? I think maybe sadly people might be a little bit more invested it's like, oh, I'm still going to be around? Right. Oh, I guess I maybe care about this a little bit more. I thought I would be out of here in the next, you know, whatever years. <laughs> I think this is a captivating thought experiment. Just for a moment, think about, I'm going to live forever. Yeah. Now, it's real hard to get your minds around that, admittedly. But let's shorten it. Hey, I'm going to live until I'm 200 years old. Right. Which in present terms is impossible. Right. We think of it as impossible. Wouldn't you behave and believe differently? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm going to take better care of the planet. I'm going to learn more about other people. I'm going to continue learning because there's always going to be learning to do. I'm never going to be done. So imagining that we're going to live to the age of 200. Well, why wouldn't we start acting that way now? Mm -hmm. Isn't a refusal to not treat each other better or care more for each other or protect each other Isn't that going to be viewed as somewhat barbaric by our descendants? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And as really stupid? Yeah. So I love your two adjectives because don't we always look back on a prior era and go, well, they were barbaric. Right. They were barbaric. Yes. That's kind of like... How are they going to look at us? Sure. They're going to call us barbaric. Yes. And they're going to have good reason to. Good reason to. If we don't do some things, and I love you're using the word stupid. Yeah. It is just stupid. Yeah. Yeah, It really is. It's nothing short (laughs) of stupid. It's just dumb. It's dumb. (laughs) So aren't we actually already really, though, immortal? Because Hmm. we live on forever Hmm. in the actions we take, Uh the way we live, the relationships we have, the help and care that we give to others, regardless of whether or not we let love rule our lives or live by our highest ideals. Our actions are immortal. They have ripples and waves. It should be a pretty easy decision to become more focused on the future of humanity, the future of the entire globe, looking at humanity and the world with a life balance in place and through the lens of immortality. Okay, so what if an issue from our past just seems to be so hard, too hard to shake a resolve? 
one thought, keep peeling away the layers of that issue and see if at the very bottom layer, the very core, there's a fear that we have that's keeping us from fully resolving that issue. If we can find the fear, hmm. if we can name the fear, then we are better able to summon the courage that allows us to fully do the loving thing and use our ideals and move forward toward the future to bring a resolution to that issue in our past mm-hmm. that's stopping us. Once we name that fear, the courage to face it and move forward with ideal-based action becomes so much easier. So here's just one more word about the past and the present, and it's a key word that gives us a great springboard to a wonderful future. That one word, in our view, is gratitude. Gratitude to all of those before us who've jumped into the stream of love for the future with their most ambitious pictures, and knowing that those pictures were unlikely to come true, perhaps even in their own lifetimes. But they dreamed those dreams anyway, Mm -hmm. and they created those pictures anyway. And now look at the difference their pictures have made for us. Our world has continued to get better inch by inch through their pictures, their ideals, and their actions. Dave and I think we should thank them with all our hearts. Isn't gratitude kind of a bookend to forgiveness? Yes. It's it's interesting that both of those words tend to close a door that needs to be closed and then open a new one. Yeah. And so I've never really thought of those two words going together. But they, they absolutely feel, do. They feel like bookends. Yeah. So we've looped all the way around to our first thought and our first questions. What are your ideals and what are your pictures? Generations from now. Those in the future will look back at what we believed at the degree to which we created our own future, what we lived by, and what we did. What will they say about us? Yeah. Will they say those barbarians? Or will they say something that we would want them to say? How wonderful that they had those pictures. We close by always asking these questions for your reflection and contemplation. What are your pictures? What are your perspectives your ideals, and what is your influence to use. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. As always, feel free to explore more about Pictures Out There at picturesoutthere.com and major social media sites. We hope you have the day of your dreams, the day of your pictures.